This episode of the NFL Weekly Drive is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on the likelihood to occur. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Bet on your favorite players or players you would think will have an exceptional game from across the National Football League. Keep checking those prize pools where they have crazy amount of competitions going on. You can win a lot of points off of those and win tons of money every single week. So go ahead, download the app or visit thrivefantasy.com or go to the bottom of the, our page for the link. Use promo code BENCHBROS and receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code BENCHBROS to receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Man. Out my way and watch out as I come Busting in your line, cracking helmets in I bring the pain, so what you gon' do? Stand there and just get shook out your So clean out your locker, I'm out to get ya Cause I just popped ya, you can't take the pressure You might as well quit cause you just can't last Madden 2000, put your face in the grass And your pride in the dirt, so put on a skirt If you come on the field and don't wanna get hurt Just bruised and beaten, all black and blue Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Weekly Drive, where we recap all the top NFL action from Week 11 and give a little bit of a Thanksgiving preview since it is about a day away from Thanksgiving, three games to break down. And plus, we'll break down the rest of uh, Week 12, which is kind of a packed week when you talk about the playoff implications. And boy, when you thought the NFL couldn't get any weirder, it really did every single week this season. So I'm Wes. Brandon's here to help uh, uh, help me break it down. What's up, Brandon? Howdy, howdy, howdy. What's going on, fella? Anything new? Mm, nope. Getting ready for Thanksgiving. Um, been on a hot streak in fantasy, sitting at four and seven, second to last in the league. Good stuff. I have won five in a row. I'm in first place. I need an RB2 desperately. Yeah, if anybody's got a show, it's anybody tough. listening, anybody listening to the show on Wes's fantasy league, hook him up. Come on. Yeah, hook me up, dude. Let let he, me go back to back. Uh, yeah, he's, football champions. Yeah, he's already, he's already in first. What do you got to lose? Don't be don't be I, don't be afraid. I need the winnings. I need the money. Help me out. <laughs> I need to pay the bill. Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Help a brother out. Help the poor man out. That's yeah. what I like to say. Yeah. The poor man that plays fantasy football. I mean, come on, give him, do him a solid. That's why we play fantasy football. That's how we make our money. Exactly. That's how I made my money last year. Well, just like I said off the top, I thought the NFL was already just like the parody is out of control. It got even more out of control this past week. The Titans losing to the Texans. Who the hell saw this coming with Tyrod Taylor coming back? Uh, obviously, it was like pouring rain in Tennessee, but we had that. And then we had the Buffalo Bills getting blown out by Jonathan Taylor. Five total touchdowns from Jonathan Taylor. People are asking, why can't he be the MVP? Well, he's got a really solid case after this past week. He might be the best running back in football right now. Just an absolute star-studded performance. There was a bunch of other crazy results, too, just like the pack. Packers going down to the Vikings on a last second field goal. Who would have thought the Vikings would kick a game winning field goal? Um, the Saints look like absolutely trash against the Philadelphia Eagles. Trevor Simeon is not the guy anymore. Absolute the Cowboys in, garbage. Absolute and then the Cowboys in the Chiefs was a, a weird one at best. We thought this was going to be a shootout. Vegas thought so too. The over under was at 56. We only had 29 total, po- 28. Yeah, 28 total points in that game. Um, So, also the Sunday night game, unbelievable with the Steelers coming back, almost beating the Chargers. What a wild week, Brandon. Where the hell do we start? How terrible the friggin' Saints are. I mean, my God, dude. They could not stop Jalen Hurts. They made Jalen Hurts look like a superstar. And, uh, you know, no discredit to Jalen Hurts. He's a good quarterback. But, I mean, he just he took a big poopy all over that defense, man. Jalen Hurts did, Miles Sanders did, Boston Scott did. Those are three of the top four rushers against the Saints defense this year. 
I think they, Nick Sirianni oh, finally got the message, you know, run the freaking ball. I think he finally found the playbook that was uh, behind the bookshelf of the Super Bowl. What was yeah. it? Super Bowl 52? Just he had dusted, to dust that he dusted it off. off. He's like, yeah. what the hell is this thing? Oh, look. This is how they won. Oh, they run power in this. Okay. Oh, they use the running back. Gotcha. Yeah. They, oh, Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball anymore. Okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> just run the ball. I mean, now you look at it. The Eagles are coming out of nowhere. They've won a couple in a row. Yeah. You look at their schedule. They got to they got to go to the Giants, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, they got to play at the Jets. So like back to back games at MetLife. Excuse me. And then they got to play divisional games against Washington, like two two games against Washington and a game against the Cowboys. They could very well sneak into the postseason. Yep. And um, definitely back-to-back get, touchdowns by Darius spot. Slay. Back-to-back touchdowns by Darius Slay. I don't know how well they'll do in the playoffs with the loaded top-heavy NFC, but they could certainly get there. And they have three first-round draft picks. So, like, where we thought this was a rebuild, the Eagles are suddenly uh, kind of proving me and proving a lot of bunch of bunch of people wrong. So, unfortunately, I am not a fan. Uh, the Eagles fan base, Cowboys fan base, and Steelers fan base. Y'all are some cocky some bitches. You lose it, you win a game, and it all just goes right to your big old heads. Um, so as far as the Eagles go, um, I wouldn't get too hyped up about them. Yes, they can sneak into that playoff spot, but they are a very beatable team. Um, the Saints are an absolute shit show of a team right now. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, their defense is basically non-existent. Um and they can't stop the run to save their friggin' lives. So and they're they're banged up right now too. Right. Uh, credit to the Eagles for for beating the beating the brakes off the Saints, um, running the ball down their throats. Um, the Cowboys also uh, did they win? No, they didn't win. Right? No, they lost to the Chiefs. No. Um, but the Cowboys defense is you know starting to look a little bit shaky now. You know they were hot, and now it's just like yeah, okay, Cowboys are the Cowboys again. Um. Well, they so were going to be a tight race. What? They were missing Amari Cooper. They were mi- CD Lamb went out with a concussion. Yeah, uh, but Tyron you Smith. Zeke. You got your. You got you got Zeke. You got your franchise QB. Um, you got two good tight ends. I mean, you, you know, Dak Prescott that and Zeke need to. You know, you got to make it work, man. I mean, who, it doesn't matter who you have. You know, I'm tired of hearing about oh, we don't have the weapons or we have too many injuries. Make it work. Drew, that's what November and December football basically is. is exactly. Exactly. Speaking of grinding, what do you think of Jonathan Taylor's five touchdown performance against the Bills? The Bills are now in trouble. Yeah, the Bills are definitely in trouble. Um, the Bills, <laughs> the Bills need to get it together. Um, they're not looking good at all. Um, jo- uh, Josh Allen is not looking like the Josh Allen we saw in the beginning of the season, where he was just lighting the world on fire. Um, their offense has slowed down quite a bit. Um, I really can't touch on the defense because I can't, I haven't watched much of the bills. They got slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. I, I know we were very high on their defense at the beginning of the season, but, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor is a really, really, really good running back. And he finally had his time to his game to shine this year. Um, now that Derrick Henry's not in the picture anymore, it's very well possible he could be this year's MVP. Um, I really can't say that there's a quarterback out there right now playing MVP caliber. Josh Allen started off like it in the beginning of the season, but he's he's, he's slowed down these past few weeks. Um, but like you said earlier about, like, you know, when I said we got to get it together, but now is the time to, 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 put, to stamp your MVP candidate. You know, it's yeah. prime time. It's kind of wide open for the taking if you're a – QB. I think right now, like right now, when I checked last night, Tom Brady was the favorite for the Bucks. And oh God. Last night he played pretty decently. I mean, he didn't have to do much yesterday because no, because the Giants offense was so or the Giants defense was so vanilla. Tom Brady could read that freaking defense <laughs> blindfolded. I mean, they didn't do any cover two, cover three, cover two, cover three. I mean, Christ, Tom Brady even ran the freaking ball on him. I mean, and there was absolutely no pressure from the defensive line. But no. we'll touch we'll touch on that when we get to it. No, but like at talking MVP, I think your top six candidates right now because I think you gotta have six of them is Josh Allen, uh, Tom Brady, 
Aaron Rodgers could still be in that mix. He's still doing incredible stuff. The Packers were down seven starters on Sunday and almost beat a good Vikings team. That's that's like something that no one's really talking about is just how good the Packers have been this year without their starting players. Like they're missing yeah. Jair Alexander. They're missing uh, Rashad Gary. They're missing Aaron Jones. They're missing a bunch of other people. Um, Preston Smith has been in and out of the lineup. Like they've been doing a solid job of staying the top of the um, the NFC. But also I think Kyler's in that discussion, even though he hasn't played in three weeks and let alone Arizona going two and one with Colt McCoy is something special too. Uh, then Jonathan Taylor, and then I think Lamar Jackson. Well, I really don't have a six picked out right now. Um, I don't have any MVPs. Maybe picked Dak. Out right now. No, absolutely. But Dak's not. been too inconsistent. More yeah, I, I, I would freaking cry if it was Dak. I'd cry if it was anybody on the damn Cowboys or the <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, I wouldn't right. mind if it was the Redskins, but I mean the Redskins are the Redskins, or I'm sorry, well, the Washington Football Team. Well, dude, uh, about them, Taylor Heineke was carving up the Panthers pretty good. And, and, like, Cam, I know Cam got a lot of gripe. He looked pretty decent against Washington throwing the football. It's just he's not – they're so limited right now because he's got to learn a lot of Joe Brady's offense that, like, they're running, like, five or six plays. But he's doing a pretty decent job. Yeah, I mean, I think Cam is, is definitely happier in, in Carolina. I mean, he's playing a lot better. He's more comfortable. Regardless, he doesn't know the offense as well as he should, but it's only his second game back in Carolina. But I, you, you know he's more comfortable, and I think that team is definitely happy to have him back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a different mojo. Like, the stadium erupted when he scored that 24-yard rushing TD Runs to the middle of the field, slams the ball down, does the Superman. I think that's one of the loudest, because I was cutting the game. That's one of the loudest uh, NFL stadiums I've ever heard during a regular season game. Like, just the pop. Yeah, they're the fan base. Um, the fan base in that team is definitely happy to have him back. I mean, Cam is going to be Cam. Um, just got to put him in that right offensive scheme. Yeah. Uh, definitely wasn't comfortable with the Patriots, and it showed. Um, and the, but the Patriots have their guy in Mac Jones. Um, I don't know if the if the Panthers are going to be a playoff team. They've been very inconsistent, uh, even with Cam back. So we'll see going later into the season. But they got McCaffrey back. He's been doing good. Um, so we'll see. I, Washington has won two games in a row, and uh, Taylor Heineke has played really good against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then. The uh the Panthers they play the Seahawks this upcoming week on Monday night. That's gonna suck. It's gonna be a terrible game. Uh, then they play the Raiders, Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. That's a hell of a stretch. I don't understand. I don't understand these 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 division loaded games at the end of the season. Why do that? Like spread it out. It's I've seen it only for the NFC East, and it boggles my mind. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like it's it that makes your schedule so much more difficult. Because like with division games, anything could happen. Dude. Anybody could be beat. That's five straight divisional games for uh for Washington. Like they're playing pretty good right now, but I can see them beating all five of those teams or all three of those teams in like some sort of fashion to get like make things interesting in the wild card race. Denver's the same way. Denver has to play Kansas City and the Chargers twice. So, like, they got the last seven games, five of them are divisional games. Right. Like, I get the NFL loves these divisional tight races, but I think only the last week of the season should be all divisional games. I kind of like that. But, like, spread it out, you know? Well, I feel like the thing is – um I don't know. End of the season. I mean, week, week seven, week 16, 17. It's like mm -hmm. a lot of teams. If, I mean, if you have your playoff spot stamped already, a lot of teams are going to sit their starters. Yeah, probably. And then the divisional races, we only see like two or three come down to the last game. 
Like it's very, it's really rare where we get like four or five, like multiple divisions having clinching scenarios in the last week. Speaking of divisions, the Patriots are first in the AFC East. Uh, After this week, it'll be Bills Patriots on Monday night. Uh, And then the Bills will play the Patriots again in Foxborough at some time. So who wins that one? You know, because now New England takes control of it after Buffalo slip. Does Buffalo get back off the mat and uh, bounce back? Or is this New England's division now? The way it's going, I mean, this is the time for New England to be playing really good ball. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me if New England slides by. Well, they already slid by the Bills. If they slide by and just hold that... um, hold that number one spot in the division the new england like they won't pass and like impress you in that sort of way the off they'll do as much offensively as to what they can like those 20 points and be like okay we can win this game and that defense is just going to go head hunting with matthew judon uh and jc jackson as a corner and just absolutely beat you to death defensively i don't know about josh allen because josh the Bills are so one-dimensional that they rely on Josh Allen for literally their entire offense, including the run game. Like, he's their leading rusher. You need to utilize Zach Moss and the Devin Singletary in some sort of fashion in order to make it far. You cannot rely on Josh Allen to be your your oiled machine in throwing the ball and running the ball. Yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be scared if I was the Bills to play the Patriots right now because they're playing good football. And the way the Patriots play, it travels on the road, too. Yeah, of course. Of course. Once the Patriots get hot and they start getting momentum, it's 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 hard to slow them down, especially with that defense. They have a very good defense. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of like Patriots in the Patriot way, uh, we can talk about Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. Do we do we make anything of the Titans losing to the Texans, the Jets and still being the head of the AFC? The only thing I could say to that is any given Sunday, man. Any given Sunday. It's so weird just to see, like, oh yeah, they're for they're the one seed. They only have three losses. Oh yeah, who'd they lose to? Oh, the Texans, the Jets. You know, just yeah. teams you won't even think of. Yeah. Who else did they lose to? Oh, they lost to the Cardinals week one. So it's like Maybe speaking of the Cardinals, dude, I, I don't know how they keep winning with Colt. You know, Colt McCoy is three and oh, his career, in Seattle. <laughs> Good old Colt. What do we think about the NFC now after this week? Because, like, Packers had a hard fought game in Minnesota, the Cardinals resting their starters uh, against the Seahawks team. Which, what the what are the Seahawks like? Because they let Russ cook and they did nothing, absolutely nothing. The Seahawks are a very bad team. They're terrible. Um, I really don't know where to put Seattle right now. Um, San Francisco is that sneaky team that's going to ruin some playoff implications, um, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, they could beat any team. I mean, uh, the I mean, they played the freaking Rams, and what a game they had. Um, so the 49ers are going to be a very tough team to play come that come come playoff time because they're going to get in the playoffs. I know the 49ers will definitely make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Seattle, they're, this season's a wash. Um, their defense might as well just keep all 11 guys on the on the sideline. <laughs> um, and, and the Rams. what's funny about San Francisco is that like Debo Samuel is their leading rusher last week. And he had a rushing touchdown. And he led the team with seventy nine uh, rushing yards on eight carries. No, oh, they have some. They have some. They have some solid receivers. Their first, their first drive against Jacksonville was twenty plays, took up the whole quarter, and they just kicked a field goal. That's insane. That's the hey time, <laughs> time, time of possession, time management, clock management. That's how you win games. So, like by the time Jack, the Jaguars literally. The offense took uh, took the field for the first time. It was like a minute left in the first quarter, and they were down three zero. Like that's that's the ultimate game management. You know what it is? I, I bet you Kyle Shanahan was just like was like this Jacksonville deep uh, team is bad. I'm gonna fuck around and like have a twenty play drive and see what that does. Like let's experiment that. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, why not? Have some fun. Speaking of which, who the hell is the worst team? 
in the NFL or just NFC? In the NFL in general. Because um, I still have this weird feeling that the Lions are not. Even though they played like uh, Tim Boyle and he only had like 79 yards and in an interception. If Jared, Jared Goff like is healthy, I think they beat the Bears this week. No, I, I still think the Detroit Lions are the worst team in the NFL. Really? Um, yeah, I, I can't really see it any other way. They, they're, they're, they're bad. I mean, yeah, they they've been bad. in some competitive games, but they're just... I don't see them beating the Bears. It's weird with the Lions that they literally lose close games, and yet they're, they just can't buy a win for some reason. Well, can you imagine what Dan Campbell will do if that team goes winless? He will be the first player to go winless because he was on that 0-16 Lions team and then also be a head coach and go winless. That is some insane stuff there that you can't even buy a win in an 18-game season or 18-week season. My Excuse me. But, like, you're throwing the Jets – you throw in the Jaguars. If you put those two teams up against the Lions, I will still take the Lions. I am a sucker and probably addicted to betting the Lions and getting their first win. It's just they're playing some tough competition. I mean, I put the Jets, the Lions, and the Jaguars basically in, I mean, three of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, if you ask me who would win if they all played each other, I mean, it's just any given Sunday. I mean, I could, yeah, the Lions could beat the Jets or the Jaguars, but right now I just view the Lions as the worst team in the NFL. Speaking of being awful, you're Giants. I think it's time they think about, uh, honestly, exploring all options at quarterback. And if there's nothing there, then just stay, stay with Daniel Jones. I know they fired J Jason Garrett today, and I think this is a step in the right direction. But I think Dave Gellman is next, and then I don't know if they keep Joe Judge. Last night was terrible. It's absolutely just, horrendous. It's been a coaching carousel in, in New York, and they just can't seem to get it figured out. Um, obviously, uh, Daniel Jones is not the guy. Um, he's, uh, he's not a franchise quarterback. But he has no offensive freaking line. He had no time to throw the ball. And then when, you know, you don't have time to throw the ball, you're still making, but he threw a freaking interception to a defensive lineman that wasn't, he wasn't even paying attention. That's the worst throw of the year. Oh my well, God. We'll leave it to Daniel Jones to run the ball 80 something yards and then get eaten by the turf monster. And then leave it to Daniel Jones to throw an interception to a freaking defensive lineman that wasn't even paying attention. No one in the Super Bowl era has gone 0 and 8 in prime time. He has done that. He's the first player to do that. That's incredible. Yeah, you could see. I mean, I don't think incredible is the right word. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's sad. sad. And, dude, they had they some might, of those victories in the bag, and they blew it at the very they end. Might, they might just want to go with uh, Kadarius Tony at quarterback. He's one of the weirdest. I can't tell if he... Well, obviously, he's a rookie, and he might have time to progress and stuff and see how he goes, but it was one of the weirdest uh, like choices in the draft that I've seen in a while picking Kadarius Tony. Like, I liked him at Florida, but I didn't think he was, like, top 20 player. You know what I mean? They could have taken a guard there. They could have taken um, someone else, but the Giants, I was shocked with that pick. The Giants love their receivers and cornerbacks in, in the draft. Every draft, it never fails. Receivers and corners. And they never quite and, seem to work out. Well, speaking of receiving, uh, Andrew Thomas, his touchdown yesterday, by the way, fantastic big man touchdown. That's why you picked him fourth overall was for that one play right there. Hmm. Um, but he has a touchdown uh, reception. That is more than Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney. Yeah, Kenny Galladay has been really a no-show. Um, he's been a ghost. You know, the Giants paid him all this money, and he hasn't done shit. And he was super good in Detroit. He was yeah. really good. It's just like, you know, the Giants will take somebody when they're good somewhere else, and they'll play like shit in New York. Well, so who would the Giants, like, what would improve that team? 
Because honestly, I have no idea. An offensive line and uh, some coaching, you know. Right. But I mean, like, if you, you give Daniel Jones agent hunting, well, the draft never seems to really work out for them. So I would say your only thing is is to pick up free agents and make some better moves at at trade deadline time. I mean, trade for somebody. I mean, pick up an offensive lineman, pick up a cornerback, pick up something that's going to help this defense and help this offense. And I mean, just clean the house. With as far as coaching goes, I mean, the coaching was is just it's terrible. There's like the play calling is awful. It absolutely is. Uh, I just and you know what's weird? I look at their game next week against the Eagles, and I'm like, yeah, Giants could totally win that game. Because that's what the Giants do. They'll look like shit one week, and then the very next week, they'll like win a competitive game. Right. <laughs> it, it just never disappoints with them, especially when it's a divisional rival and they're retiring or they're putting Michael Strahan in the ring of honor right before he goes up in space. So, like, that's a very important game. Yeah, I mean... I don't think the Giants gave a shit about how important it is. I mean, the Giants will be the Giants. If they want to play that day, they'll play. If not, then uh, Daniel Jones will give the ball to a defensive lineman. Yeah, the only thing that looked good yesterday was their uniforms. They have the, they have one of the best throwback uniforms ever. Yeah, I like their uniforms, but, I mean, if you if you look good, you should really play good. And they, and uh, they didn't play good at all. At all. <laughs> it was tough to see. Um. So, all right. Let's go into – did you watch the Sunday night game at all? Uh, Chargers and – Yeah, well, I watched a little bit of it. I think I watched the, like the third quarter. I wasn't really impressed with Kansas City's offense. The defense <laughs> is okay. And then you look at the Chargers. They can't hold Ben Roethlisberger to 20 points. They ended up scoring 37 points against the defense. Mm-hmm. Old Big Ben, old Yeller, scored 37. I think this AFC West is up for grabs than people think. If you look at the divisional race, the Raiders are falling off a cliff. The Chargers and the Chiefs are both sitting at 7-4, and Denver's sitting there at 5-5, five and five, and they still have to play everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think I right now the Chiefs have the tiebreaker with the uh, – or not the Chiefs. The Chargers have the tiebreaker with the Chiefs because they beat them earlier, I think. I just I don't know what to make of Patrick Mahomes anymore. Um, I mean, he had 260 yards. He threw a pick, and he had a fumble. He didn't have any touchdowns. Micah Parsons really got him good on that fumble. Uh, I just I don't know what to make of him anymore. I mean, he got me a whopping four points in fantasy. So he he just I just don't think he knows how to read defenses right. Like if you if you do a bunch of disguise. He just doesn't know, and he just takes a deep shot down the field, and he'll scramble around until someone opens up. Like, if they play the Patriots, I would hammer the Patriots because I think the Patriots would bottle up Patrick Mahomes. I even think the Indianapolis Colts would beat Patrick Mahomes right now. I think so, too. I, I, I would agree with you on that. I just don't see them as a like a... People are elevating them as a Super Bowl contender, even though they're seven to four. I I don't think so. I think they're a wild card team at best that could possibly lose in the first round. And everyone's just like, well, they could click it together at any given point. And it's like, well, when is it gonna be? Right? Like you can't wait too long and you can't like flip a switch out of nowhere. Otherwise, like your season's over. Right. I forget who I think that was the mantra of uh a team like we talked about two years ago where it's like, well, when's the switch going to come? Like, when can you flip the switch? And you like, you can't flip the switch. Like when you try to flip the switch, it's too late. You can't do it. It's over. I think it was new England and Tom Brady's final year, but you know, that's just the way the NFL is by the way, credit to the Ravens, like beating the bears and you know, they, they did it with a backup quarterback in, uh, who the hell was it? It was Tyler Boykin. I have no idea. Exactly. I, I didn't sure. even watch. Oh, it's Trayvon Tyler Huntley. Which I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Apparently, he's a quarterback from Utah uh, uh, two years ago. And, you know, the Ravens are kind of just winning games again in ugly fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any other games that we didn't talk about? Uh, oh, yeah. Dolphins beating the Jets. 
Dolphins are are sneaking back up. Like they have won two in a row, two impressive wins. I know the Jets aren't impressive. Uh, shout out to Bobby. He was there at the game. Actually, they've won three in a row. So they beat the Texans, the Ravens, the Jets. Here's their upcoming schedule, and they could totally make a playoff push. They got to play the Panthers at home. I think it's a winnable game. Then they got to play the Giants at home. Winnable game. Home to the Jets. Winnable game. At the Saints. Winnable game. Home, at, actually, on the road to the Titans. 50-50. And then they're home to the Patriots. And we know the Patriots of the past. Miami gives them trouble in South Beach. So, like, could Miami sneak in? I would have to say no on Miami. I would definitely have to say no to Miami. I don't think they're sneaking into the playoffs. Tua has been playing better. Yeah, but not good enough. They're they're not. I just don't see them as a playoff team. And Miles Gaskin is too freaking inconsistent. Yeah, that's true. That's is he gonna go true. off? Is he gonna go off, or is he gonna is he gonna get you ten yards for the whole game? It's just yeah, it's they, too inconsistent for me. Too inconsistent down there in Miami right now. They could use a bell cow running back, right? Like, yeah. You know, you you don't watch much college football, but they could use a Kenneth Walker. Like someone that's going to smash you in the mouth, like run downhill and get six. Like he's he's looking for the end zone every single time. Uh, yeah. The running back from Michigan State. They, he, they could be amazing. Plus, they don't have an offensive line that can block well yet. Bobby will tell you that straight up. The offensive line still stinks. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I mentioned about the Raiders' downfall. The Bengals had a Joe Mixon had a really good game. The Bengals look like they're coming back. The Raiders just this is typical Raiders, right? Losing in November and December, starting off the season hot. And uh who, who knows? Derek Carr just didn't look good. He he's another weird quarterback, too, to where like the Raiders are thinking, all right, do we keep paying this guy $30 million or do we move on? Uh, I think Derek Carr is just a guy for the Raiders. I don't, I don't see them moving on from him. I, I mean, I think he's just their guy, regardless of how he plays. He's just a QB, right? He's just that guy. Is just like uh, Raiders. Yeah, Derek. Whatever, Derek Carr. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's nothing special. I mean, he's not a special <laughs> quarterback. Like, wow, this guy really plays well. No. Um, but I, I don't think the Raiders move on from him. I, I think the Raiders keep him until he retires. He has entered the Joe Flacco conversation without a Super Bowl ring to where you're just like, yeah, it's Joe Flacco for Baltimore. Yeah, they'll be all right. Whatever. Uh, or like or like Andy Dalton with Cincinnati. That's a good comparison. We were thinking like, oh, is Andy Dalton a good quarterback? Oh, is Derek Carr a good quarterback? Maybe, maybe not. Like he's in that kind of boat. Yeah, I could see that. That's that's a better comparison, I think, than uh than Flacco. Flacco. Oh, I hate Flacco. Flacco. Looked like he started this week and he looked typical Flacco fashion. Just awful. Hated Flacco. Still do. But all right, let's get into uh week 12. We'll preview some games. Uh we'll start with Thanksgiving. I know not a lot of people are excited because Justin Fields got hurt with the Bears. So we're gonna have Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle. All uh, right. I don't I don't know how what a battle. That's the game to skip. That's the game to be in the kitchen and like start cooking food and catch up with everyone else. Cause then we'll settle down around like four o'clock and like start watching other things. Yeah. When the real games start. Are you one of those people? This has been a hot topic in my uh work office. Are you one of those people that stinks? Get rid of the Lions and Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Get rid of this tradition. Let's let's mix some teams up in there. Like flex um, around. Lions, yes, yes. Um, I think they do. I mean, the friggin' Saints are are playing on on Thanksgiving now. For God's sakes, I mean, let's get some let's get some other teams in there. Um, like I don't really want to. I'm not looking forward really to watching the Raiders, Cowboys, Bears, Lions. And the Bills and the Saints. I mean, I think they're all going to be kind of snoozer games. Um, but I think the tradition does need to be mixed up. I mean, hell, they keep changing all the freaking rules in, in the NFL every season. So why not change up the, the tradition a little bit? 
See, I don't mind the Detroit game because it's like it's one of those games where either to make it important to you, you bet on the game, or two, you go out in fantasy and just add a player that's playing in that Detroit game and put them in your lineup just so you can have an excuse of not talking to your family members or whoever to, because you got to watch that game because you have a starting running back or something like that. That's the only reason you watch those games. And like, I don't mind it because like you have to be in the kitchen, you have to be making food or whatever. Uh, so like you have to skip one of those. Right. So why not it be like the Detroit game or if it's like close you like, okay, let's, let's kind of simmer down. Let's watch the game or whatever and see if Detroit wins. Like I don't mind Detroit. I love when they go silver help, like all silver helmet and that they bring out those like, what is that blue called? It's not baby blue, but it's like a nice settled blue, like all yeah, blue I, uniform, silver number. Yeah, that's about the only thing Detroit's got going for them is their uniforms. They do have some pretty dope uniforms. Yeah, I like it. Um, but like poor Detroit just can't get out of their way. Now, the Bears, like if they this might be like the most winnable game they have all year. It might be. Um, there's rumors swirling about Matt Nagy possibly getting fired after this game. If they lose, like, I love a good, I, I don't know what to make. I love rumors. Rumors are awesome. Um, especially when it's the NFL, Matt Nagy should have like, been fired week two. G GMs and like people that work in these front offices, they're like gossip girls, right? They can't keep their mouth shut, but like they'll, they'll try to like not say anything and yet talk to these sources and say everything. And just be like trying to stir the pot and everything. And then when you hear their press conferences, it'd be like, oh no, that's not true. And then the next day, Adam Schefter like breaks the story or whatever. Yeah. But uh what so do you think of like who the who who the hell are you, Adam Schefter? Yeah, exactly. Like that's not true. Oh yeah, Freaking it's true. We, guy. we traded for this guy. <laughs> and the, but, the the messed up part is like the players are the last one to know. Some of them find out by like tweets. Exactly. They'll they'll be like, wait, I got traded. And like they'll get a call from their mother saying, like, oh, we're ecstatic that you're getting traded to like the New York Jets. Yeah, baby, you're coming home. Wait, what? <laughs> hold wait, on, hold mom. on. Hold on. Hold on, mom. The team is calling. Or someone goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. And then you like look on Twitter and it sees that you got cut. Yeah. Yeah. That's that'd be the worst. That's a terrible way to find out. You got <laughs> that'd cut. That'd be the absolute worst. God. But but um, yeah, who do you think wins on Thanksgiving? I think it's pretty simple. You just parlay uh, the under because I don't know how the hell Chicago and the Lions score any points. Um, um, par you parlay the under, you bet on the Cowboys to blow out the Raiders, and then you do the same thing for the Bills to blow out the Saints. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. Um, I say Bears, I say Bears, Cowboys, and uh, Bills win that slate of games on Thanksgiving. Um, I'll probably eat the bones of the turkey if that if it's if it happens otherwise. <laughs> the over under for Detroit and Chicago is forty one and a half in total. Holy cow. I wouldn't even think it I, I think it might be like a seventeen nine game. Yeah, a very low scoring game. <laughs> Definitely going the under on that. What's the over under for the Raiders Cowboys? Oh, it's probably high. Uh let's see here. According to Caesar's sports book, it's 50 and a half. Uh, yeah, I could see them getting into a shootout. I mean, the Raiders defense ain't good, but the Dallas defense is like better than expected. But I, I don't know with how many points the Raiders can actually. I think the Raiders are that type of team to where they could score between 13 to 23 points. And that's how good they're going to be. They won't go over and they won't go under. They're going to be somewhere in that range. Eh, they might go under. <laughs> Probably. Who knows? But, yeah, Dallas is minus seven and a half point favorites right now over the Raiders, and the Bills are minus six over the right. Saints. Um, yeah. So, who knows? Sunday, pretty loaded slate with a lot of great competitive games. Yeah, a we lot got of the, good games, definitely. We got the Steelers at the Bengals. We got the Buccaneers at the Colts. That should be awesome. Uh, Panthers at the Dolphins. Titans at the Patriots. Mike Vrabel gets to play against Bill Belichick. What a 
duel that will be on the sidelines. The Eagles at the Giants. The Falcons at the Jaguars. The Jets at the Texans. Someone's got to win that game. Um, the Chargers at the Broncos. Then we got the Rams at the Packers. Vikings at the 49ers. Sunday night football is Browns at the Ravens. And Monday night football is Seahawks at Washington. So I'll go with a quick upset pick here. Um, just out of the blue. I'm going to go Colts are going to beat the Buccaneers. I think so, too. I think it happens. Buccaneers are weird on the road. They're a different team when they're at home. Like, I think all three of their losses have come on the road. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Saints. And they lost to Washington. All three are on the road. And they score a ton of points at home. And sneaky enough, I think the Colts can outmatch. Uh, like, the matchup fits perfectly for the Colts. Like, run the ball, keep Tom Brady on the sideline, and play pretty good defense. Mm -hmm. I think um, – I just lost my train of thought. Well, scratch that. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I think the upset here, I think Titans beat the Patriots. This is when everyone rides the Patriots and thinks they're really good. I just think this will be like a game where, like, Ryan Tannehill has, like, 400 yards and wields them to victory. For some a, weird reason, I believe that. Just throws Bill Belichick the double bird on the way out of the stadium? Yeah, why not? Like, straight <laughs> up. Just be like, you thought you have your quarterback in Mac Jones? Yeah, well, fuck off. I just feel like that. There's so many good games to choose from, man. If you're a like, just a fan of just sitting on the couch and watching football all day long, this is the weekend to do it. If it also, um, if you have a TV in your bathroom and you like sitting on the toilet all day, um, at least for the early slated games, you could watch the Falcons Jaguars. That'll be an absolute shit show. Or or Jets Texans. Jets Texans. Yep. Yep. Perfect games to watch. Has to go to the bowl. Yep. Well, perfect game to watch while the Browns are uh, on their way to the Super Bowl. I think that Jets Texans probably will be. I think the Texans will win that one. Zach Wilson comes back, but I don't know if he's going to be fully healthy. And I don't even think Vegas has a line for that yet. It's it's minus two and a half for the Texans. Over under is 44. Under. Sure, I love the under. Uh, top matchups. Rams coming off a bye. Packers coming off a close loss. Who gets that one? I'm going to go Pack. I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm sure they're the underdog, too, so I'm going Green Bay. Well, the line right now is even. Really? So it's like, pick them. Yeah. Even with their starters out. Well, they might return. I don't know. Aaron Jones is 50-50 to play. Uh, everyone's questionable except for Bakhtiari, the offensive tackle for the Packers. He's doubtful. Well, I go, I go, I go, I go Green Bay and Lambeau in November. I, I go Green Bay, too. Another MVP quarterback we didn't talk about, Matthew Stafford. Cotton forgot think, about him. I think he should be in the discussion. He just doesn't feel like... Like, if if the Rams were, like, 14-2, and two, he still, to me, would be like, eh, he's he's okay. <laughs> you know? What is, it, what is it that you have against Stafford? I don't have anything against Stafford. It just sounds like... Every year, he, it's like, oh, he's a really good quarterback. He's just not an MVP of the league. You know what I, I feel mean? like he's. I feel like he's just been in the league so long, he gets overlooked. Um, True. Because of the Lions. Yeah, yeah, because of the Lions, and obviously, I mean, shit, he was in the league. I mean, playing playing with Tom Brady. I mean, Tom mm -hmm. Brady was always MVP candidate, and even though Matthew Stafford was doing great things in Detroit, I mean, your quarterback could only do so much. Doesn't help when you're in the same division as Aaron Rodgers, too. True. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday night game between the Browns and the Ravens. We didn't really talk about the Browns that much, but be a good game. I like that game. I like the I like the uh, Ravens to win that game, though. I like them too, but it feels like Baker looks like he's just broken. Broken Baker. Like, he, when he throws a football, it just looks like his body is moving just to over. Like, it looks like his shoulder is so dislocated that, like, he has to change his whole throwing motion in order to throw a football. 
I, I have yet to watch a Browns game this season. <laughs> You're going to see it on Sunday night. It, he does not look healthy at all. Right. Like, it gets to the point where I think, like, they got to consider starting Case Keenum until the playoffs, and hopefully they get there. Uh, well, you said it right there. Hopefully they get there. They are not going to sit Baker Mayfield and hope that they get to the playoffs with Case Keenum. I mean, they could. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. I mean, if they want to run off the luck of the Cardinals right now with Colt McCoy, they can, but I just don't see it happening over there in Cleveland. No. All right, ja- Falcons, Jaguars. Who wins that game? I'm picking Falcons. Falcons, Jaguars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Falcons. I can't, uh, Falcons. I have to go with the Falcons. Another good quarterback, Matt Ryan, just on a shitty team. You know what, dude? I try to avoid talking about my Broncos all the time. Doesn't it feel like Matt Ryan is on his way to be the Denver Broncos' new starting quarterback? Um, no. That thought has never crossed my mind. Um, but you could totally because, see it, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's towards the end of his career, and the Broncos are just, you know, they're looking to get a championship under their belt. So, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's try Matt Ryan. I just have that. Because it just feels like, oh, Denver has all these monies. They just re-signed Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. And it's like the GM came out today and was like, yeah, we we saved up all this money to where we can do whatever the hell we want to with all this draft capital and this money. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, that does not sound good at all to me for the past few years. And it's like I was looking through. I was like, well, who's the free agent QBs? And I see Matt Ryan's name. I was like, that's who they're fucking going to go get. It's going to be freaking Matt Ryan. <laughs> but, like, if you're Atlanta, you got to restart. I mean, Thursday night against the Patriots, that was awful. Well, you guys heard it here, folks. Wes with the hot take on Matt Ryan heading to the, uh, heading to the Broncos in the offseason. <laughs> Matty Ice I mean, playing for the Chili State or for the Chili uh, City of Denver. The Chili City of Denver. I wonder how good Denver's Chili is. I'm not sure. No, Probably no, got some I mean, decent. No, dude, I'm talking about how cold it gets. Well, true. Yeah, obviously it's freaking awful, awful cold there. But you know, I I was thinking too, like maybe they have some like bison chili over there. Um, you know, I never, I, I don't know, man. You're a Denver fan. You think of things I don't think of about Denver, so they might. Yeah, true. Well, they get stoned off their mind, so probably whatever they think is uh, whatever they stir together is probably good anyway. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of spots to get something delicious over there. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, I, I honestly, I think the uh, the Monday night game will be a good game too. And it's two crappy teams, but uh, I think it'll be I a shootout. I love Washington to win that game. I think it'll be a shootout game. I think Washington's going to end up in that conversation to where they're going to they're going to win a bunch of games and they're going to be out of uh picking a QB like a really good QB in the draft to where they're like, "Well, I guess Taylor Heineke, let's roll with him as our franchise QB. Let's just do it." Cuz like he's playing pretty good, but he's not like stellar to where like you're thinking, "Oh my god, oh, like Taylor Heineke is the guy." But I think they're going to be in a position to where they're going to have to have to like name him the franchise guy for the next few years. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a solid, I guess he, I mean, he'd be a solid pick for that, but um, I don't know. It, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to stamp a franchise quarterback right now in the league. I mean, so many guys just are, they, they, they think they're the guy and then they just end up being a wash. Yeah, pretty much. And it happens so much. I love Washington to win that game by at least 10 points. That's that's fair. That's fair. Is it in Washington? Uh, see, yeah. Yeah, Seahawks are playing in Washington. Oh, so Washington gets a primetime game, but when the Broncos get flexed into a primetime game, they got to go to Kansas City. Like, how many primetime games do the freaking Chiefs have to get here? I'm tired of watching the Chiefs. I don't know, dude. All of them, I guess. Like Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football. Don't you get the vibe? It's been the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Browns. 
Yeah, just I don't know why the Browns. Bunch. It's weird. I don't understand the Browns. And the Ra- the Ravens too, like the Giants get a lot of primetime games too. Yes, they do. It's it, I get it, the New York market, but they should not get it, be getting primetime games. No, <laughs> absolutely. I don't even want to watch a Giants primetime game. No. And I know, like, I'm gonna get so heartbroken next week when the like I'm gonna get broken this week when the Broncos lose a heartbreaker to the Chargers. Then they gotta go on the road in Kansas City and play Sunday night football and then just lose that game by like 30 to 10. You'd be surprised. Like, they might they might beat the Chargers. Well, I'm setting this expectation now, so that way I'll be surprised and be in a good mood when they do it, Brandon. Oh, that's that's sorry, the whole point. Sorry, here. For, forget forget <laughs> what I said. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? It that that division is still open for the Broncos to win, even though everyone thinks they're on the 2022. I'm being optimistic here. My goal is nine points. Anything better, I'm amazed at. Anything worse, they're dead to me. <laughs> they're dead to you. Yeah. Till next yeah. week. Yeah, probably. I'll be like, this is the best team in the world. We're we're going all the way with Teddy Two Gloves. All right. That's going to do it for the NFL Weekly Drive. Uh, if you want to catch more podcasts, go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and listen to all the Bench Bros content. We have college football podcasts. We got NFL podcasts. We got a bunch of other podcasts. Go ahead and listen over there. Follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports and Facebook at Bench Bros Sports and Instagram at Original Bench Bros. Check out more content. So, last thoughts, Brandon. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Um, less primetime games for the Giants. Please do us all a favor. I think they're done for this year on primetime, which is good. No, next year they'll have about 10 primetime games. Yeah. Next year they'll be on Thursday night football, then Monday night football, then Sunday night football, and then like but Tuesday really, night football. But who really watches Thursday night football? I have to, so <laughs> well, me. I'm just talking about like, oh, it's Thursday night. I'm going to sit down and watch football. I feel like it's not a big market. I feel like it isn't either, but like if you're if you're talking about the sports fan and what they're going to watch, they're going to watch that damn game. Yeah. I don't know. I just I I I'm not I'm not a fan of the Thursday night slate. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. But it is what it is. It's entertainment. Yeah, as long as long as they're good games. Last Thursday was not a good game. <laughs> so, all right, that's Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the NFL Weekly Drive. That's the show. We're out of here. Peace.